Lead me back to Jesus and take me to my home. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Set Free, a time for testimonies. My name is Ronnie Blair, and I have my brother in Christ, Eric Crandall. Say what's up. Hey, what's up, everybody? All right? We're doing great. Mm. And I have a very good friend of mine, Miss Christy Wagner. Can you say hello? Hello, everybody. Hey, thank you for joining us. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on to the show. And we're really anxious to see what God's put on your heart to share with us. Um, I'm anxious to hear your story. Um, whoever's listening, sit back and uh, grab a tissue. Yeah, buckle up, <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> I've only heard pieces of it, but I mean, the pieces that I've heard, um, God is so good. Yes, he is. God is so good. So. We, already, we already got Ronnie on this. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, we, we really need to invest in tissues. Well, I, we do. We, we really, Jeannie, yeah. again, can you hear us? Um, so. <laughs> I, I, I got money. Like, I'll, I'll buy some. Okay, I'll get some. okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, well, um, I would like for you to throw in how um, me and you met and um, how you even come to life recovery. And so we'll get to that. But um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. But tell us about your childhood. <clears throat> well, um, my name is Christy Wagner and I was born and raised in California. Oh, California. Yes. What part? Madeira. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, Bakersfield. Had a pretty good, um, childhood. My parents, um, my mom was a registered nurse and my father was a business owner. Um, they did everything in their power to take care of me and my brother. They were hard workers. Um, never had any addiction or alcoholism in their lives okay. as far as. Picking that up as a habit. My mom and dad were pretty solid about being good parents. They were married 25 plus years, uh, raised wow. us until the day they both passed away. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. Amen. Did, did they introduce you to church or anything like that, that wasn't part of their? No. Um, so my mom was 34 when she had my brother and 36 when she had me. So okay. in high school, our parents were 50 something years old. Right. So right. it in their era, um, we hardly ever even heard the words "I love you," because back in the day, that's that wasn't something that was said often. Because they said they expressed it, they didn't speak it. So, right. um, I didn't learn about Jesus Christ till um, my first slip up with addiction, and I was um, introduced to a Celebrate Recovery in two thousand seven. Okay, so your first slip up with addiction is is when you heard about Jesus. It's when I um, I had heard that song by Lauren Daigle, "How Can It Be." Okay. And it talks about your hands being dirty. Yeah. And it just tore into me. And um, after that very first meeting, I uh, all the way home, I just, I just couldn't understand how he could love us when we make, you know, I felt so shameless. I mean, shameful. And just some of the things that I had done, um, trying to survive the choices I made, the, sure the trouble I was in, I didn't believe that it was possible to be forgiven or to be made brand new. And so when I opened my heart to that, I mean, it just became a whole new thing for me, but actually let's go way back. Yeah. 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 That's the, reverse. Yeah. reverse. Come on. Yes. <laughs> um, that's how I, when I really opened my heart to him, but actually back in 1996, when my mother got real sick is when I, when I first um, called God out Basically, I was standing in a hospital parking lot and I remember just screaming to the top of my lungs. My father had just told me that she had had three really, really bad heart attacks and they were putting her on life support Oh wow! and that she wasn't expected to live. They had to make a decision to pull the plug. And I was 16 and um, I was very angry with him. And I remember telling him that I would never forgive him. And so I took off running and I remember standing in the parking lot of Baptist Heart Hospital in Tulsa. And screaming to the top of my lungs to the sky, to whoever this Ooh. man they called God, if he was real. I mean, I literally told him if he was real, he would make things happen. That it, he could not take my mother, that it would not be a good thing for me. And I can remember coming back in about an hour later and everybody being in awe because they were like, mom's breathing on her own. We don't know what's happening. You know, we don't know what's happened, but not only is she not going to die but she's expected to go home within the next 48 hours wow. what? and i can tell you from that experience that the god that i serve every day the one that i give glory to every day the one that i praise every single day oh, wow. has not failed me 
Amen. from that moment on. Amen. And there has been so many times that I've pushed him to the back burner out of anger, resentment, yeah. bad choices. Yeah. And he's never let his arms be taken off me. Amen. Never. He, he loves us when we're unlovable. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. He really does. It's actually, <laughs> there's a scripture here that says, it's Luke 531. Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. So I've come to call not those who think they are not righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. No, see, that's part of the reason why we why we actually invited you here is because <laughs> because I mean I, I I have a passion Ooh, for scripture yeah. as well, and 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 I, I've heard you talking in life recovery, and you always bring God's word Ooh, to the table, amen. and I'm telling you, like. There is something to be said about a life that is plumb lined with God's word. Amen. It, it, it will be visibly seen that, that, that that's going on. And, and that's, that's why you're sitting here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not that he doesn't love people that are okay and got it together, but it's those of us that are broken and hurt and lost. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, they talk about that he, for every lost soul, he rejoices in heaven. Yeah. You know, that song reckless love. It's uh there's no doubt in my mind that um, he leaves the 99 for that one. Amen. So when the supernatural miracle happened, um, did you go back and like tell your family, like, hey, I was out there praying, like God did this, like because I spoke <laughs> right. to him, like were right. you proud of it? Or like, yes. did you say anything? Or so, so not only did he let my mom live, um, she lived for 16 years Oh wow! with 10% oh. of her heart left and it pumped backwards. Oh. She, her doctor would say she's a miracle we don't know how this is happening amen because i told him i could not do it without her and um she passed in 2009 but i'm going to tell you why she passed and passed as peacefully as she did is because i was sitting there one night after talking her into coming home on hospice and it dawned on me <laughs> that i was very selfish and then i had asked him and he did not just do what I asked, but he, I mean, miraculously let her live for years. She saw all three of my children be born and a couple of my brothers. But um, she was brought home on hospice on a Friday and she passed away on a Sunday. And it's because I realized, I just remember getting on my knees and telling him, oh, Lord, thank you for who you are. But now I need you to do something else for me and take her as quickly as possible because she had COPD and they were talking about it being a pretty horrible way to God to right. go. Yeah. And I witnessed, I witnessed God come. I witnessed him come to her room that day. I was holding her hand and my aunt was saying, uh, she's looking at the light. She wants the light off. I said, Oh no, <laughs> she's looking at the light, but it's not that she wants it off. No, right. no you know, she, Jesus oh, is coming. Amen. And I, I mean, I watched her raise her hands, take her last breath. Oh, wow. And I can tell you it was so peaceful. Um, that, I just knew, I knew right then and there that he answered another prayer for me after letting her live. And mm. she was sick. She was very sick. Right. She was yeah. really sick. Yeah. So were you, were you in your addiction at this time? I was actually clean when she passed away. Right. I, I was, uh, when she got sick, I was very angry. And my mom moved us from, Oklahoma, from California to Oklahoma because she wanted us to do better things with our lives. Right. So I was very mad. I stayed mad for years. She took me out of my comfort zone. And so I had a hard life through high school. I didn't care to know people and I didn't want to know people because she took me away from the only thing I ever knew. But she saved our lives. You know, my right. brother and I right. both graduated high school and we didn't start having children until later on in life. But right. um, so when she passed, I was clean in drug court, full-time college student. Amen. Um, and I can remember her asking me, when um, she passed away March 29th and I could remember her asking me when the third was because she lived with me and she got social security. And I said, mom, I need you to realize something. Your daughter is okay. Your grandbabies are going to be okay. And I said, you don't worry about that. Right. Yeah. Because she was always so worried about me and my babies, but um, I knew, I knew I was going to be okay. Yeah. 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 So, so sweet. <laughs> That's so it, sweet. It, it sounds like it sounds like you you've experienced um, sobriety a, a few times. I have. Okay, I, I was clean the first time seven years. Um, um, 
After my mom passed, I had a hard time staying there. I got in some more trouble and I was put in drug court again. Um, and that time around, I had asked, actually asked the DA to put me there because I wanted to learn how to cope with life Amen. and the triggers and the, the hurts, habits and hangups. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, because the first time around, I just did it because everybody told me I couldn't. Right. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty bullheaded. Right? Well, that, that's, that's an addiction thing. Like right, you right, tell right. me I can't, bro. Yeah. I'm walking right Absolutely. through that wall. Right, yeah. Right. Um, but the second time around, I stayed, I stayed clean eight years um, until my daughter was killed in the car wreck. And then everything just um, went south for me. <laughs> sure. Sure. We tend to, we tend to have um, issues um, um, with coping uh, with, major emotional situations and that that i mean it it happens on on a regular basis for people who struggle with addiction they'll face something that's that's traumatic and and the first thing that they run to is the thing that 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 they know will take them outside of their brain outside of them two ears and and, and uh so it takes quite uh, quite a, a transformation to get to the point where where I believe I see you at now, um, which is which is where you run to Jesus rather than um, you know something that that's that's uh, uh, artificial. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes that's all we know. You know what I mean? That's that's what sure. makes us feel comfortable. You know, old behaviors. Sure. Yeah. Coping well, mechanisms. Yeah. Right. And using for me was so I didn't feel. Right, exactly. Right. Of course. I didn't want to feel nothing. Exactly. I was able to put a fake smile on my face, get up and call myself functioning and be a mother and do things that I had to do regardless of how unhappy I was. And yeah. I, I'm good at that. I'm good at putting masks on. That, yeah. that, that's a, that's a woman thing because it, like they get up when they're sick and they take care of the babies and they like, they just, their moms don't get a day off. You know? yeah. <laughs> I get and, that. And dads get a hang now and they're like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not this dad, but I get it. Uh, yeah. you know, I get it. I see those dads. Yeah. Um. You know, God told me one day I was, I was, you know, my last go around after. So my daughter was killed in a car wreck in 2018. And then 2019, our only home burnt down to the ground. It was a com- complete loss. Oh, man. Wow. And I did. And I was clean when all that happened. Oh, wow. And I tried with every bit of my might to stay clean. Um, but the struggle was real and there's not very many resources out there. So I got to the point where mentally I knew I wasn't able to go back to work. I've been a CNA for 17 years. And so being able to take care of people, just like death was different for me. I just could not do it. So I told myself mentally I wasn't ready to work. So what else to do? But so, you know, I got to where we were staying in the hotels. I was trying um, it just weren't making ends meet. Next thing you know, I'm using, I'm hanging around with people I shouldn't be. And I'm trying to make dollars out of no sense, you know, straight right, up. Right. Right. And so, um, DHS never did get involved, but they did threaten to. So I had to make a choice to let my two children stay with family until I was able to get my head together and get a place. Well, when that happened, I had nothing left. It felt like everything had been took from me. Sure. And I was at my breaking point at my breaking point, um, even had thought of suicide a couple of times. I just was tired. Um, didn't understand, wasn't making sense of it. I didn't know how a God that could love us so strongly could let things like that happen to people that are doing right. Cause I was doing everything right. My whole family was baptized. We were in church, Sure, you know, and then, um, met a man who saved the world who led me to believe he was going to save the world. Yeah. Did he hang the moon too? Yes. Yeah. And he loved me. Have you met him? Have you met that guy? I brother. Problem was, is he was just as broke down as I was, yeah. um, just as strung out as I was. And it was just a very toxic scenario. So like two peas in a pod. Yeah. It was bad. And I clung on to that. And, you know, as long as I could to the point of, um, just no pride. I had no ability to ask. I slept behind dumpsters. I was kicked out of my car every other day. Just very toxic. The only thing that didn't happen was physical, but very, very verbal and just right. a lot of stress. Ugh. Yeah. Bro- broken people break people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so let, let's kind of go back to the, to, to the moment. Cause 
this is something that you've mentioned a few times in in meetings, and, and I kind of want to expound on it because it sounds like there was it, it was a turning point that that took you back down a road that you really didn't want to go down. But it seemed like that after that there was there was something that propelled you forward. So, and, and I'm not trying to to make anybody relive anything that they don't want to relive. But but tell us about your daughter and and the car wreck because it, that, that was something that that's like a defining moment. It is. Um, There was a purpose in that. Um, I'm learning this now as I heal. Um, I let Jaden, along with four other girls, take my vehicle one night. I was teaching them how to drive. And unfortunately, they were in a car wreck and Jaden was not able to get out of the vehicle. But um, there was a pastor who actually stood in the water with her, who had a vision about it three months before it happened. And so I know... That, um, you know, they say that we all have our time and date when, when we're going to go, that God knows. Um, (laughs) so there is a, there is a story behind it. Um, I actually went to church that Sunday morning and I was really, um, frustrated because none of the girls wanted to get up and go with me. And I'm like, it's your blessing. You're losing, not mine, you know? And I had a woman come to me and give me word from God. And I didn't understand it at the time, but he She had came to me and said that God wanted her to tell me that I was a mighty, mighty warrior, not just a warrior, but a mighty, mighty warrior. And that I was fixing to go through some things that most people would break from, but that at the end of the trials and tribulations that I would stand on a mountaintop and tell that story with joy in my heart. Amen. And she passed that evening um, and it didn't dawn on me till years later, but the man that helped my girls Trinity, my daughter Trinity, um, was able to break the windshield with her head and save all the other girls that were in that car wreck. Oh, wow. And Jaden was gone on impact. I'll never take that elsewhere. She was gone on impact, so her body might have been in that car sinking in a pond, but her spirit was gone, and I know Amen. that. She loved God more than I did. Right. So, right. And she was my guardian angel. I was blessed with 15 years of her life. Um, but Praise Trinity God. and the girls ran to the highway and the man that picked them up was the pastor. And I cannot think of his name. I'm so sorry, but he's from New Lima and church from New Lima. And he said he knew that when he seen them kids standing there, that there was significance to it. He picked my girls up and took them back to the wreck site. And he stood in the water with my child. And it was so cold that night that the individuals that were helping the rescuers had frostbite from the knee down. And he said, when he got Jaden's body out of that car, she was as warm as could be. Oh, wow. Right. So, you know, God was all over that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Now I didn't, I didn't understand it and it literally about destroyed me. And I can remember every single day singing that song, hold on to me by Lauren Daigle. I'm literally on my knees with just tears in my eyes trying to understand, you know, and not understanding like there was, it could have been five deaths. So yeah. I praise God for that today. Um, but just not understanding why he took my child, but um, it was because it was her time to go. And I'm going to tell you, there's times today that she's like, I feel like she's here with me right now. I, I know this Amen. sounds weird, but I do. I no, feel like she is standing right here. No, we get it. We get it. Get- Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> what God is telling me right now is that my faith is what saved me. My faith is what saved me. That's the reason mm-hmm. I am at peace with my heart today. If yeah. that makes any sense. <laughs> Well, it, may, it, may, it makes perfect sense because the the Bible says that we're saved by faith. And, and like, I just see your heart. <laughs> well, we need tissue. Where's the Kleenex, Jeannie? <laughs> we need tissue. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> in, in, in all this, like, I, I want to kind of redirect a little bit just, just because I know, man, I, I know God and, and uh, I know his word enough to to know that that he doesn't do those things. Amen. The the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. destroy. Yes. And, really. and and so and so when when death comes early, it, it's 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 not God that does that. So I I I, I 
I want to say that because I, I want us to focus those things in the direction yes. that they need to be yes. focused on and, and know that our heavenly father is, he will use those things, but, but he didn't, he didn't do that. No, he didn't do that. And it was when I read the shack is when my whole perspective changed with all of that madness that I carried. And I can remember when I finished that book, just falling to my knees and begging for mercy and asking him to forgive me for holding on to so many grudges and just anger and resentment toward him. Yeah. Because if anything, he had his arms wrapped around all of my children oh that my day. Goodness, yes. And the reason why Jaden did not survive it was because she was meant to be in heaven. Yeah. It is the one thing we are promised in the Bible is eternal life in heaven. Yeah. We are all going to die. Yeah, every one of and us. So if we can make sense of that instead of, uh, you know, now I can, instead of focusing on what I don't have with her or where I can't go with her, I remember the good times with her. Amen. And, um, Amen. <laughs> I, had, I had a teacher come to me just so anxious to give me her journal. And she, she said she fought it for hours because she didn't know. And she finally decided to bring it to me. And it was late at night when she did. She's like, I really think that this would benefit you to have. But she's like, there's one, there's one journal in here. I want to read with you before I leave you. Because she said, I don't know how you'll take it. Uh, mm. So we read it. And it was Jaden's worst fear, which was dying in a car wreck and her family getting a phone call. Oh, wow. But I can tell you that every other entry in that journal she was bragging about her mother who i was and how proud of she of she was of me for fighting addiction like i have because it's oh been goodness. a struggle and she was my biggest supporter not that my other children haven't supported me yeah so the journey this time around has been trying to ask god um to restore all of us um my daughter trinity um layla um caitlin and pam I don't know what they go through every day. They were in that car wreck with her, but I do know that they were closest. They were the closest friends ever. It was a unity. Yeah. They were all my children. And I don't know how they survive with that every day, but I know that if it wasn't for God setting me down and telling me to be still and know that he's there. Yeah. Psalms 46, 10, be still and know that I am God. That's your, that's your, that's your life scripture. And Exodus 14, 14, be still and know that I am fighting for you. Yeah. You know, he will fight for us Amen. and he will show us a way when we think there is no way. And I can tell you when I went to jail, I was, I was at the point of not caring no more yeah. and I had no faith left in me. Yeah. And I, if, if anybody knows me, they'll tell you that my faith is pretty strong. I'm faithful because well, sure. there's been too many times in my life that God has confirmed things for me, right. not just through his book and his words, but through his actions. Right. And so this time around, he's like, if you'll be still enough to listen to me, because you already know what I sound like. You already know where I'm at. Trained your heart. To Not your only will the presence of my spirit fill you with the healing that needs to take place, but he's going to take me to a higher level of knowledge this Come time. Oh, now. And I mean, I, I don't know how, I don't know how else to say that other than, there's not a thought that goes through my head that a scripture don't flip around with it. It's crazy that he does that for me now. And like <laughs> how I could just like my son says, I talk to everybody. Well, it's because I'm a vessel. He uses Amen. Me as a vessel. Amen. Um, we're supposed to share our hopes, strengths and experiences with people. And even though I've, I let the death of my daughter about destroy me, I can remember one thing that I always asked him every day. Lord, just don't let me go insane. If I don't know how to do anything else, just let me keep my sanity. Because Amen. You can't have a sound mind and make wise decisions. And even though I wasn't making wise decisions in the back of my mind, I knew what I needed to do. Right. And that right. was get on my knees and give it back to him. Amen. And yeah. Ask him to please hold on to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Man, I'm, I'm already like, can we have you back? No. Yes. I'm still trying to come back. Right. I know. I'm right. sorry. I didn't mean to get so no, emotional, but no, I know. That's what we were no, looking for. I, that's what we want. So, I know she's here with me. I feel her. So, so the, 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 the point of, of this podcast is 
I I like Revelations chapter twelve and in, in, in verse eleven. It says they they overcome, or some versions say they conquer. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they they overcome by by the blood of the Lamb. That's that's our relationship with Jesus Christ and the word of our testimony, which is which is what sheds light on those dark parts that the enemy just likes to keep overshadowed. You know what I mean? Once we shed light on them, then he can't no longer shame that. You, you know yes. what I mean? So Absolutely. so we we actually we welcome that that emotion you, you know what i mean because that's where the healing process starts from like once the enemy knows like you can't hold that on me no more mm-hmm. you got nothing on me dude you just back off and and and, and let me go because god is fi- oh, yes. fighting for Absolutely. me and 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 it's kind of funny that, that you said that and i knew you were probably going to but i, I just went to the hope center not too long uh, well i just got back. That's where I came back from. And, and I mentioned that scripture to, to a guy that's there that I was uh, trying to minister to, you know, it, just because we need to just be still a, a lot of times we, we don't need to, to react. We just need to be still and, and know that in that stillness, that's when God is, is moving forward mm-hmm. yeah. and not be still in our own selfish way. No, because what I've learned in recovery is when you try to be isolate or be by yourself, you're hanging out with the only person you've ever used with. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, wh- what he taught me this time was just be still and know that I'm here, you know? Um, well, and so Luke seven thirty five, but wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow Jesus. Yeah. You know, also the most biggest commandment in the Bible to me is Luke ten twenty seven. Love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all of your mind. Yeah. And love your neighbor as you would yourself. Yeah. If you do this, you will live. You will get through anything. Uh anything. We are survivors and overcomers because um I mean, look at Job. Right. Like, I feel like I was Job. Right. You know, I suffered a lot. Sure. But as my faith was still there, even though I was weary, it says, come to me, all of you who are weary and crazy heaven, heavy burdens, carry heavy burdens. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest of your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Amen. You know? Amen. So, Amen. So you know, Amen. I I yesterday was fourteen months sober for me. Amen. What? You mean we do recover? Absolutely. We do. Kind of, yeah. But not just from drugs and alcohol. From a lot of hurts <clears throat> and anger and disappointment and loss. Yeah. Um, and I thank Him every day for restoring my mind and my heart. Because I see what he's doing with me and my my other two children. He's restoring such healthiness there. I made a reel yesterday. I heard a song by uh, Marvin Sapp. I seen. Ooh, I heard that on the way to work. I think I thank you for on it. it all. Yeah, it talks about thank you for it all through the good, the bad, the ugly. Sure, that's the reason I'm standing tall. Yeah, it's because the Lord wants me to know that not only you know I've been through a lot. Yeah, but that's not my story no that's not the reason i'm telling this it's to tell people that we do recover yeah and there's i can't quote them all to you but there's 121 scriptures in the bible that talks about overcoming right, right. 121 <laughs> so so the other thing that the other thing that that uh, what, I, what i was thinking about when you were talking about that is is jeremiah 29 11 mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people love that they probably got it on a coffee cup somewhere or, or a t-shirt or, or, or maybe on a card in their wallet or something like, because it's a great inspirational scripture. Like everybody wants to know that God, I'm for, I know the plans I have for you, my child plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and hope. Yes. Yes. If we pay close attention to that, we see that just before that, like God was sending the Israelites into 70 years of captivity mm-hmm. and and does that sound like a good plan <laughs> no but he spoke that into them so that they would know that inside that 70 years 
it was not the end of the game. This is, this is where you're going, but that's not where you're staying. You you know what I mean? And that's where, that's where I I, I see you at. Like, like you're, you're at that point, like, you know, this is not where I'm staying. I'm going over there. Why? Because he told me I was going over there. Yeah. I see breakthrough. Yeah. I see, um, lots of lives changing. Yes. Yes. Um, just by showing people the love of Jesus and, um, you know, James 4, 7, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. <laughs> right. Uh, seek the kingdom of God first. Yeah. Amen. And yeah. all righteousness. And then everything else will be added unto you. Matthew 6, 33. I mean, or Luke 12, 31. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, right, right, so, right, right. It's getting pretty hot so, in here. We're going to have a Bible battle, ain't we? <laughs> oh, no. But, so these are the things that he gave to me as I said, Joe, you know, I didn't know that I was going to get to come out and recover this time around because of all my bad choices. I was being offered 15 years, 15 years, 15 years. They weren't standing nowhere else with that until the night that I finished that book and I fell to my knees and repented. Right. The very next day they came to me and said, Miss Wagner, get your oranges on. You have an attorney visit. Mm. And he said to me, I'm a new attorney. And for some reason, the DA's changed their mind. They're going to send you to sober living. And I can remember falling to my knees. I'm going to tell you, there's so many times in my life that God has showed out and showed up that I can't do nothing but stand and tell it. Right. And give him glory for that because there is nothing too big for God. Amen. Amen. Nothing too big for him. You have not because you ask not. But if you believe it, you pray about it. You ask, you believe it. You trust it and you are patient enough. Yeah. Breakthrough is coming. Amen. Breakthrough is coming. You know? Amen. Amen. And, and and James talks about that too as well. He says a man who asks, but, but then doubts is like mm-hmm. the, the, the wave in, in the wind. Like how should he expect to get anything? Like you, you, you say you want it, but then you say, I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> Where's that? You're, you're double-minded. And it's not uh faith is not knowing. Yeah. It's real simple. If you can believe in something, then you can have faith in something. Yeah. And it's not that we have to know it all, but if you just a mustard seed of believing enough to have the faith, plant that seed. I mean, it's going to grow whether you water it or not. If God sees that you're real, that your heart's humble, that you're sincere about him. And he's always known that I've loved him and he's favored me my whole life. But this time around, um, I will spend the rest of my life giving him back what he's given me. And Amen. That's because I don't know, sometimes I don't feel like I was worthy for the favor that he's put over me or all the goodness that he's shown me in the badness, in the bad times. But um, it's because I'm his child. Amen. And I'm a warrior. I belong in his kingdom. I belong in his army. And, uh, you know. And, and, and God honestly gives his, um, <clears throat> gives his strongest warriors, you, you, you know what I mean? The, 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 or they receive the hardest attack from the enemy because the enemy just wants to derail us. As soon as we realize what what God has in store for us, if you think the enemy's not going to come against you, I'm um, I'm sorry. Ephesians six talks about you know we're in a war and and it and it's not one that we can see, but we better suit up. Yes, Amen. you know what I mean. Yes. We better suit up, and that's that's our responsibility. Just like Pastor Chad talks about, like God provides the armor, but if you don't get up in the morning and and put it on then then you are vulnerable yes, to are. attack you are vulnerable and that shield of faith that you spoke about that you didn't talk about the shield but the but the the, the, the faith that you spoke about is what fends off not some not one or two but every yes. fiery dart the enemy throws at us Amen. every fiery dart the enemy throws at us and he's been shooting arrows at you for a long time yeah. but I, I need i need to tell you and, and i've i i I need to tell you the arrows, they're, they're probably not going to stop coming. I know. But but you have the ability and you have the authority and you have the shield. Amen. So 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 they may they may come at you, 
but they will not hit you. No. They will not hit you. I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. Covered in the blood. So they're going to fall down. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> so let me tell you how I met this young lady right here. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. No, you, no, you, um, you, you, you are. The way. Yeah. So there was a Wednesday, I was just battling, and I remember pulling up at the house. I'm a house mom at the source uh, recovery group for women. And I remember pulling up and telling some girls come to church with me. I don't care where we're going. We're going to church. <laughs> and we landed here. And I remember when I walked in, Pastor Chad, there was a whole bunch of people on the stage that had life recovery. And um, it, turns out, our Bibles. it turns yeah. out okay. that it was a service about you guys partnering with Hope's ministry. Mm-hmm. And I sat down and told the girls, I don't care what they're doing. We're going to sit here. I feel like I'm supposed to be in church. I'm supposed to get a message from God. Mm-hmm. And it was a perfect message for me um, because what it, what it, what I got out of it was that people see the struggle. Yeah. You know, used to, it was a cliche and those that used or um, fought with addiction, just people just didn't care about it anymore. But we're not the minority anymore. No. Addiction is the majority nowadays because there's so many people out there that have dealt with hardships in life and they don't have the tools to deal with it. Yeah. And so if it's not medication, it's street. You know, people don't realize that God is the our refuge and a Amen. comforter In our and a healer, the yes. greatest physician out there. Yes, there's, uh, there's nothing too big for him. But anyway, so... So it was a good message. And I left here knowing that um, I needed to start attending life recovery meetings because praise God, you know, God is the center of my life at the top in the middle and at the bottom of my life. And I couldn't do it another day without him. So I uh, take my weekend pass and I'm trying to get my nails done all the way from Ada to Seminole. I just have to get my nails done. That's my self care. And I can't find anybody to do it because it was a holiday that weekend. Yeah. And so I stop at the mall. Shawnee Mall, and um, they're able to do it. And this girl walks by, and she's like, "Hey, I like that tattoo." And I'm like, "Hey, thanks, cool." And she's, what does your tattoo say? It's the Serenity Prayer. Uh, Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, God grant yes. me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things that it's can. It's really pretty to, my, to know the difference. It, it stuck out, and it's got my sobriety date on the bottom because I'm gonna be confident in the Lord and what He gives me, and I know that this time around I'm gonna stay recovered. Sure, and um. I put it on my arm to reflect because for the longest time, I couldn't even look in a mirror uh, without not being disappointed with what I saw. Yeah. So when I stand there now, if I'm having a hard time, it comes right back. It bounces at me. It's like, Hey, Come on. remember that serenity? Remember that courage? And yeah. most of all the wisdom to know the difference between all of that. Yeah. But so she comes out and she's like, Hey, so you know, are you in recovery? And I was like, yeah, actually I'm excited. I'm fixing to start doing this new life recovery. Well, she asked me where I was from and I told her Ada. I, no, I asked her, I said, um, do you go to any meetings? You know, cause she said she was like 11, 10 months sober, sober, yeah. something like that. And, um, cause I know of some good meetings in Shawnee that are really good, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, she said, well, I'm actually from Ada. And I said, are you kidding me? And she said, <laughs> No, I go to the sores and I was like, oh, I used to go there. Like I used to mentor some of the girls, you know, like, oh, okay. yeah, like okay. probably about a year ago. And so like, I knew exactly where she was at. I knew exactly the location. And I was like, Man, I'm in the leadership team on real life recovery. Like you need to come visit us. And she said, well, I actually went to church Wednesday there. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> what's that? how, what are the odds? You know, what are the chances of Shawnee. her? Like, oh, Seminole's closed for every single nail salon there. So let's go to Shawnee. Like, <laughs> 20 minutes the other way. You know what I mean? And I, and I just so happened to be there to, to get my eyebrows waxed. Cause we just had some extra time. And yeah, this, these, these are all things I know a lot about, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. needless to say, she's like, well, I help do the life recovery. So I come that following Monday. Yeah. I think it was three meetings later. I was sitting there and God's like, there's your sponsor yeah. to ask her, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's been a blessing to have her in my life. And, um, I just, you know, I know like, so what he's doing is he's just kind of chipping at me a little bit at a time, you know, of course. I mean, I might be 14 months sober, but we're working on step one right now. And I recognize, um, I've never felt emotions in the last five years. I haven't dealt with nothing, but I can tell you, even though I still shed a tear every now and then 
that he bottles them up somewhere. Amen. And I can't remember the scripture at this very moment. But it's moment. in there. But, <laughs> but it's in there. Up. It's in there. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Yeah. And yeah. I know that um, somewhere near in my near future, uh, I'll probably be sitting here helping somebody else yeah. share their life story or experiences because that's the truth about this. We can't keep it if we don't give it away. Amen. Right. You know? Amen. Right. And um, I don't know who it's for, but I just pray that if there's somebody out there who has struggled with losing a sibling or a child or a mother or a father and yeah. just can't find that comfort that they hear my story and they understand that it's possible. Yeah. It is possible. And and to do it with some comfort of of knowing that uh, just because our loved ones leave us before we go, that just means they're in heaven rejoicing. And I'm jealous. Amen. Really, I'm so jealous of Jaden um, because she lives in a way better scenario than we do right now. Right. You know? Right. So. Right. I, I want to take you back just, just for a second um, because you talked about your mom and in, in, in the, the shouting out and probably shaking your fist at, you know what I mean? And, and I was, I was thinking about when you were saying that I, I was thinking about like Lazarus and, 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 and all that, you know, here, here comes Christ and, and come out. And, and I wonder if, if Lazarus was sitting there next to God, like, man, I didn't want to, you know what I mean? Like I'm up here in heaven, leave me alone almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just, those are the crazy thoughts that go through my head when it comes to scripture. Like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Like, quit praying. Quit praying. Hey boss. hey boss, man, what do we want to do with this one? Yeah. She's down there losing it. Uh, right. uh, for sure. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I can remember one time after Jaden had passed, I had, was at church and I remember, um, pastor Brad from Wetumpka. That's, um, my church is Pentecostal. It's called in living water. But, um, I was standing at the altar, just angry, no emotions, just standing there. Like, why do I want to praise you? You know? And this woman come to me and said, Hey, God said to tell you, it's okay to be angry, you know? And this is hmm. how, like, I don't know, you know, everybody has their own beliefs, but, you know, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, and I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, what? There's no reason why this woman knows what's going through my head, because I haven't right. told anybody how angry I was, or how mad I was, or what I was thinking. I just know I was standing there with a whole lot of different of emotions, and none of them were good, because I had just lost my daughter three days prior to that, you know, right. and... um. No, she came to me and told me, he said to tell you to scream, yell, kick, do whatever you need to do. You're in the right place. Amen. You know, he, um, I mean, I've never actually heard his voice, audible voice, but I'm going to tell you what, there's been so many moments of truth yeah. with him and his presence and the Holy Spirit. And I mean, if you haven't read the book, The Shack, or even watched that movie, I recommend it to anybody that has ever stood on the middle of that between the hot and cold of knowing if God's real. Yeah. Because it's, you know, there's a lot of people that question that. And I'm going to tell you what, read that book, the way they explain it, the Holy spirit, the, just all of it. Yeah. Um, it brings so much truth to it and it makes so much sense. The perspective it put back into my life. Right. I mean, I was at the point of just throwing the talent and giving them, just shoving him all the way to the back to the point of um, letting Satan have me Boy. for real. And Boy. that but book, God, I'm telling you, but God had other plans. I know bigger, bigger plans. He's, but God, yeah. he doesn't let yes. go of us. Amen. Yes. But God, but Amen. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, there was something that came, uh, came through my mind about um, when you, when you said you were standing at the altar and, and, and you were angry. Um, so often we we come to church right and and minutes before we walk in the door we are angry and upset and 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 life sucks and, and and we're having an argument with our wife or our kids or whatever the case may be we get to the door we put on that plastic smile and, and we walk in the door and 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 we tell oh man I'm blessed brother you know I'm what I mean? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. <laughs> Casting Crown sings a song about it. And and I'm telling you, if we would just allow, like, if, if we would just allow 
others to see our brokenness, the healing that would take place for not just us, but everybody around us. We, you, you know, when, 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 when we bring light to what is, is dark inside of us, there is just so much authority that Christ can, can, can take in, in that moment. You know what I mean? So I, I would just uh, encourage, man, just, man, I'm not saying let your brokenness hang out there, but, but man, don't, don't hide it. Mm-hmm. Don't hide it. God can't okay. heal it if you hide it. It's okay to be vulnerable when it comes to the Lord. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, he yeah. told me the other day, you know, so often we get cuts on our arms and we just put a Band-Aid on them. And yeah. eventually it heals up, right? It scabs up and goes away. Yeah. But did it internally heal from the inside out? Right. That's where most people fail is they don't realize that instead of putting a Band-Aid over it, and the reason I say that is because I have this scar in between this tattoo that says love yourself and my daughter's tattoo that I've wanted to cover up for years. And he was telling me the other day, no, don't cover that up. That's part of who you are. And the thing about it is, is if I would have got stitches, it probably wouldn't have left a scar. Yeah. But there's a story to tell for that too. But most people don't recognize that we just slap a bandaid on it. We, we go on about our business. We do not internally give ourselves the ability to heal whether it's a cut on your arm or it's a broken heart or it's your foot or whatever you know uh it's just crazy how he talks to me through certain little analogies and stuff but um (laughs) that's what he's showing me this time is not only am i going to stay sober because um the using's never fun we all know that right um not only am i going to stay sober but he's going to teach me how to heal from the inside out Amen. Amen. And make my heart strong again. Yeah. Amen. And, and that's that's how God does it. You, you know, uh, uh, again, like every, <laughs> we could go back and forth. I know. Like, 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 like you and I, you and I could go back and forth. So, um, but that's how, that's how God showed the prophets as well. You, you know what I mean? Like when, when he was um, showing um, uh, Jeremiah different things, like he took him down to the, to the, to the potter. You know what I mean, and, and and showed him the the potter making the clay mold, and and then it, at one point he wasn't happy with it, so he crushed it back down. And, and Jeremiah got a message from that. You know, that's how God speaks to us is through life events. Mm-hmm. You know, so Amen. any anyways, I wanna, I mean, we could go back and forth all night on this. I'm sure one day we will. Yeah, we will. We will. Um, yes. Um, you know what I want most people to realize is God's grace is brand new every day. Amen. Um, Sometimes we fall. It's not even about falling. It's about how you get back up. That's right. Amen. To remember that his mercies are new every day. Um, Come on. One of my favorites. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Jesus. So one of my favorite scriptures about overcoming is Isaiah forty twenty eight, Because he gives it to us as a gift of his grace. He restores our energy. He gives us the power to overcome and to grow peace of mind so that we are truly rested. Yeah. Amen. Um, you know, yeah. this is something that we do one day at a time, sometimes one second at a time, one sometimes one minute at a time. But I know in my heart of hearts that if people will just trust him with their whole hearts, their whole lives will change. Amen. I mean, there's just, I can't wait to start writing my book. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, so you've given a couple of different moments of, of, uh, what, what you would say to somebody who was still struggling. And that's usually Ronnie's little, little spot to kind of, <laughs> to kind of take us out. So you've done that a couple of times and, and man, I, I could say, give us, give us just one more and then, and then take us out in prayer. What would you say, um, to somebody who, who is in, in the middle of, of the mix in the, the muck and the mire, probably feeling sorry for themselves, like anybody who might be listening that is just destroyed and broken. What would you say to them that would, that would, uh, maybe encourage them to, to seek out the, the things that you sought? Don't give up. Stop take a deep breath and just give yourself an opportunity to trust God, let go and let God. And, um, you know, it doesn't take much to ask for God to forgive you. It doesn't even matter where you're at or 
I mean, there's times I talk to him when I'm in the bathroom. It doesn't matter where you're at. If you need a moment with God, just start talking to him and start asking him to heal you, to protect you, to save you, whatever it is. He's a gentleman, so he's not going to interrupt your life until you give him the ability to come in. And that's just surrender. So that's all it takes is just to say you're sorry and you don't have it in you. You don't know what to do from this point on. And you just need God to take over. And and I'm, I promise you, he'll take over. Amen. 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 Awesome. Man, this has been awesome. <laughs> yes. I, I, yeah, this has been awesome. Yes. You want to take us out in prayer? Sure. All right. Well, dear Heavenly Father, we just, we just want to take this moment to thank you. Um, to give you praise and all the glory for who you are and what you do in our lives. We just ask that if there's anybody out there who may be struggling and just doesn't know how to find you, that you just give them that opportunity to restfully just take time to ask you to be in their lives. Um, Lord, we just ask that your will be done in our lives always. Just give us the wisdom, the courage, and the, the strength to continue to be vessels yeah. through you and examples for you. And to always shine a light in somebody else's life. We thank you always. And I thank you for this opportunity. And I ask that anybody out there that may hear it, that their lives may be blessed. And that um, you help us find a way to always encourage one another. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Christy, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. We we love you. Um, I feel so much closer to you now because... yeah, I just love you. Um, I just, I think it's amazing all the things that you've been through and that you've overcome and God is just so good and he will continue to move into your life. Thank so. you for having Amen. me. It's Amen. been a blessing. Blessing for all of us. For all of us. Well, guys, that comes to the end of the show. So uh, until next time, y'all be blessed. Thanks.